Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Good afternoon and welcome everybody. This would the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Salvation's Friday, loosey-goosey edition of the program. It is great to be with you. Thanks for being with us. I'm Jeff. That is Tom. There is no Director Matthew today. No, no Director Matthew today. It's just Tom running around like his hair is on fire. At least he's got hair. To torch. Not this guy. It'd be pure scalp. You'd get that little oil that I put on every morning. A little bit of oil right there. It would just torch right up, Tom. That'd be it. I'd be in trouble. Torchy's tacos. We uh, are excited, obviously. Libations Friday. First real full bore. Kind of everybody's all in. Here we go. Libations Friday edition of the football season. Did you have the conviction to do what I did last night which is to take Buffalo to slap that ass and boy did they get you some Rams don't you just feel like the Rams are going to stink I do I do Uh, unless Andrew Whitworth comes out of retirement yeah I think they got problems good screw them Uh, but I also think Buffalo is everything everybody else thinks about Buffalo going into the season that is a uh Loaded club, uh, and one that is um, is incredible. Uh, it's 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 fun to watch that team play. It took about five throws before you go. Oh my god! You Josh, forgot that, right that back shoulder to Stephon Diggs and a third down in between the linebacker and the safety. And man, and I, that thing is a hundred miles an hour and eight yards away from so him. So remember this. Remember this, and I'll get to the news of the day with the uniforms and all the goodness. But do you recall? I told you a long time ago, and we've had this discussion before. I think football fans in general have this discussion. But there aren't too many guys that you say, well, I would pay like above and beyond to go see that person play that if they're not on your team. You know what I mean? Like that, every, We all have our teams, right? You guys know I'm a Bucs fan, so yeah, I don't hide that. If it's a Bucs game or a player that's really good on the Bucs, I'm, I'm all in. I'm excited. Everybody else is really good player. I can appreciate. I can note, for all the reasons that we note, gambling, fantasy football, appreciation for skill, preternatural gifted athletes, all that stuff, right? And so, uh, you, you know, you watch. You, you kind of watch the games. You're like, you know, that that's a guy right there. He's really talented. And then you see somebody else, and you move it along. You don't spend a lot of time on it. Then there are the guys that you, you're awed by, and – you realize you're witnessing somebody as they're maybe coming into their own. What's up, William? You know, maybe somebody coming into their own. That's a random on the chat saying, hey, moment. It's libations fire. It's loosey-goosey. We could go where we want to go. Garrett's feeling icy. So I'm just telling you that 
those, those, typically that's how it happens. And then anyhow, I look at something and I go, I would give my hard-earned cash to this to this franchise to go watch this guy play. He's that good. I wish I, I'm, it's appointment television. It's Josh Allen. It's the perfect combination: size, mobility, cannon for an arm. He's got moxie. His players love him. He's tough as nails. Yeah, not afraid of contact. Oh, no, he's tough. He's bigger than half the guys trying to tackle him, including rather sizable linebackers. It's all there. It's it's all there. You love it. Now, there are other guys in the league I feel that way about, but he's the latest addition of the players that I would pay that are not on my team that I would go pay to see play and, and really enjoy watching. Yeah, he's got different parts of great quarterbacks that we love. He's got some Dante Culpepper to him for the size. He's got the arm strength of, I don't know, Big Ben. Oh, in his prime, yeah. yeah and he's Last got, three years, Big Ben's arm was the child's arm, but yes. But yeah, but he's got yeah, the love yeah, for yeah. contact of Cam Newton. You know, it's just... Uh, now, and, now I worry he's about not him. the same as any of those players, right, but right. it's just you put those three things together and you'd say, yeah, sign me up for that player. You know what it is? It's it's what what it's the stuff that you get a glimpse of that made them draft him. Despite yeah, right. all these warning signs, like maybe we shouldn't draft him. He's not terribly mm-hmm. accurate in college, and he played at a small school. If you're not accurate in college, it's a problem. If you play at a small school and you're going up against uh, inferior competition and you're not accurate, it's a really big problem. And so all of a sudden, you know, you're looking at him, you're like, why, why, why did they draft him so high? I know. And then you look at him and you go, because they took a chance that he'd find it when he got professional coaching. He had all the other physical attributes and then some that people do not have, and they thought they could teach him, and it worked out. But the problem is you can see things last night where there was one play he decided to take off up the middle, and there's Aaron Donald waiting on you. And then you see a couple other tackles in the game where they're allowed to give him the business for a little bit extra because yeah. that it's in play because he's going to play like he does. The refs are going to allow a little bit extra to happen as they drive him to the ground. And even the touchdown where he extends the ball oh. over the pylon. I mean, that's a man's touchdown. That's a man's but it, touchdown. But in week one, as a, as a Bills fan, I was saying, yo, man, well, because the way he falls is so awkward. If his arm gets pinned underneath him, then we don't have him until week 10. So, Josh, I love you. <laughs> Save that for January. If well, you use that in January, I'm good. Here's what I think. I think if you're a Bills fan, and I get where you're going, but if you're a Bills fan, you want one thing and one thing only. You've been in pain. You've been mired, frustrated, in agony for a long time with the Bills. It's because of that amazing run, four straight Super Bowls, zero wins, heartbreaking fashion, many of them, and then you've had these that game a year ago is insane. You nobody loses that game. And I don't mean this like the the scenario by which that happened is absurd. So they're saying, look, Josh, if you have to break your neck for us to win a Super Bowl this year and we never see you again but we get that ring, that's fine, brother. That's fine. You go break your neck for Buffalo. We'll put you, we will have a statue of you out front. I mean, they, they just want that Super Bowl. Then you get greedy, Tom. Right, then well. you think about the years that you're going to be competing with him. But you want to get the one out of the way. Like Kansas City's guy has the has the right. Super Bowl ring, mm-hmm. right? So if Patrick Mahomes never wins enough, he got him one. So they're like, okay, well, you run around, Patrick. It's okay. I mean, I'd rather you not get hurt. But, you know, we right. got that one. I agree with you. If you're going to break your neck, do it for a Super Bowl run. For a ring. But you know what? It's not for a ring in week one. 
For our entertainment purposes, wonderful. Well, and, and for the cover. Wonderful. I like the cover. Well, it was a yeah, cover it was and a half. Easy by the cover end. right there, yeah. Easy breeze. Every time, well, every time the Rams had something going, they would turn somebody loose and it'd be a sack. And those sacks for Stafford aren't, you know, four yards. No. Like 11. Drives over. Good. Yeah. Yes, girl. Von Miller was nasty last night. And yes, I, the stiff arm was hilarious, by the way. That's. If you've ever come up to tackle somebody, a big man in particular, a very big man, and realize the moment that, like, it, it's the moment of truth that you didn't get low enough, it's a toughie. Our first, our first week in pads at Etsu, I got run over by a running back. And it was, uh, he led the Southern Conference in rushing for a long time, Cersei. He, um, he was a senior, and I got run over. And it hurt. And I didn't get low enough. And it's not the first time. Uh, you know, it's going to happen if you play football long enough. But there is a terrifying moment where you go and you get – and it, you just – you realize I'm not low enough. And he's a lot bigger than me. This is going to suck. Well, the thing I appreciated about the game, and I didn't make it through all four quarters because it was over pretty early into the fourth quarter, is that everybody ran hard last night. Daryl Henderson had a truck. Oh, yeah. Singletary ran hard. Moss ran hard. Of course, we're talking about Josh Allen, and he did. But everybody had a little something-something to him last night, which I can appreciate because sometimes it's a complete rust fest. And and I understand there was some rust in that game. You see all the turnovers in the second yeah, quarter, and yeah. that's a wacky second quarter. Yeah. But I like when people bring it on a given night, and both of the teams did. It's just that one was outclassed by the other. Old Sassy had a tough night. He gave up a perfect passer rating. Old Sassy had mm. a tough night. Sassy. Yeah. What are we doing out here? I mean, after a while, even I was kind of like, all right, right now, old Sassy. A few of them are, what are you going to do? Well, a few of them are dimes. Yeah. You're just like, Back well, shoulders. Yeah, it's, it's as good as it comes. It's, yeah. What are you going to do? 112 off the bat. <laughs> Look at Vishal coming in strong on a libations Friday. Very hey, good to see thanks, you Vichal. again. Thank you very, very much, Vishal. Great to see you as well. And uh, saw him very briefly at the get-together yeah, last week. I got with to him talk with him briefly as oh, well. Oh, you yeah, did? Yeah, good. Yeah, good, yeah, good. Yeah. Not, long, not long enough. You, know, you don't have enough time with everybody. I, I, I know I've said it. You've said it. I've heard the staff say it. But sincerely, thank you to everybody who came out. That was incredible. Here we are, the Knowles in New Orleans. Woo! Getting ready to get that win. And people were starving for it. Couldn't wait for it. And the get-together at the Howlin' Wolf was fantastic. We, we'll pick a bigger venue next time. We did not know that people were so hungry for some Florida State football. Yeah, a lot of people didn't even go in. They're like, what the hell with this? Well, listen, and that's not the Howlin' Wolf's fault. We just didn't know. We, you love us that much? We we booked a place, and they love the Knowles that much. But it was – so that situation quickly got out of control. It was like seven deep, and the place doesn't fit seven right. deep. It I'm fits sure comfortably we broke the about fire 70, code. 80 people, and, you yeah. know, it was 150 at any given time. But here's time. what's good. Here's what's good. You live and learn, man. And we made the most of it. We had a good time. Everybody did. I talked to a lot of people. Everybody was happy. There were plenty of places to walk around, too, if you didn't want to stay for any long period of time because of how packed it got. Now, I stayed for the shift change and the one after. I stayed all the way through, Tom. Uh, and then and then walked it on down the road over to the, uh, the what was it, the dirty, uh, the something dog, whatever that was. I went there. Oh, the dog. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other potential venue. It was a good, it was a good place. Yeah. They had good food, good beer, good had the TVs. Bigger place, we'll know next time. Mm -hmm. That's fine. We went there. A lot of Knowles were there. Saw a lot of Knowles there. Then I went to another bar and another one. 
Then I walked down the street to another bar, and I found another bar. And then from there, I got in an Uber, went to the casino, and gambled. Then I went to another bar. You this hit the casino how- on Saturday? Very brief. God bless you. Very brief. I, I walked up to it, and I said, <laughs> no, this is not going to go well. Well, you're walking. You're walking. It's yeah. just you're, you're, you're it's good. A fun town. You're walking. You're walking. You're I understand walking. why you're people good. feel enthused about that. Particular yeah, I also town. understand why you want to get the hell out. Yeah, I get that. Like that. Well, the back-to-back nights. Well, and, and, yeah, the day rolls around. You're like, it's yeah. time to go. It's time to go. I need to get home. I need to see my wife. I need mm. to lay on that couch. I need to mow the lawn. We're still. I want to drink breath. a lot of water. Yeah. I just want. To, yes. That's how that. That's how that works. That's how that works. All right. So the news of the day. First of all, happy libations Friday. Lee Sterling will be with us. Paramount Sports did not have a great week for us last week. He went one and four, but that, you know, hey, it's gambling. Uh, we'll see how he, if he bounces back this week. My mom makes her debut this year. Well, her debut for the season. Uh, she's been doing this with me for you know, I don't know, fifteen years. But uh, she'll come on and make her picks against me. I pasted her a year ago. We'll see if she can bounce back. Really humbling experience for her, I'm sure, a year ago. We'll get to those picks uh, again today. That'll be in the next hour. Uh, but the story of the day, and Tom and I shot a video for this. If you want to go to Warchant TV, Warchant.com and see it. Um, but it, it's uh, we're, we're going to play. We're going to play a whole hour, segment. Yeah. If you want to mm-hmm. play that in the second hour, so you don't. You can just wait. You can be here live with us and be patient. And you'll hear it. Uh, either way, we're going to do that. But Florida State. Uh, made an announcement today that uh, they're going with the all-whites, and that includes a white helmet. Really, we've seen the all-whites before. Most Florida State fans in the past that I've spoken to have enjoyed the all-whites. The difference is they altered the helmet. Now, that is going to upset some of the traditionalists. They're not going to be happy about the the icy white, as it's being called, uh, helmet. But I think it's beautiful. I think it's as a as, you know sort of a once in a great while throw it out there on the road white on white on white with the garnet trimming you'll hear in that video next hour I I think it's absolutely classy and regal me too buddy it accentuates a lot of the great things about the uniform and so uh I'm excited about it and uh you know what I I lean typically towards the conventional uniform combination, much like Mike Norvell does. Uh, the garnet and gold is is all I ever really need. I don't need a bunch of different combinations. I like the garnet pants with the white tops or the white pants with the garnet tops. I'm fine with that, too. I haven't been a fan of the combinations that they've done with the black uniforms. There's a way to do good black uniforms, but they, they've they never done them here. Not in a good way. Well, and They're you, always ugly, and they, they alter all the colors with it. It yeah. always looks ass. If, you, if you're going to have the garnet helmet, too, you don't have a black background. No, when they did the Jaguar thing on the back of the yeah. helmet and screwed you it leave up. Leave it matte all the way around. Yes. That's no, simple. Well, they've screwed that up. Anyhow, they, they need me to come in there along with you. You and I need yeah. to sit down for an hour. I'm in on that meeting. i tell you what. Mr. Alfred's a, a good enough guy. He listens to the show. Uh, we, we Our could, friend Tarif Knockout can come in, too. At, but yeah, we could all go in there uh, and sit down and say, here's how it's done, guys. I'm telling you we have the finger on the pulse. Let's make this happen. We've been fighting for the true garnet for eight years now, oh, and it's gotten time. better. The new reissue is better. It's not bad. It's not bad. I but like it's it. not there. It's close. It's, it's closer. very close. Closer. But the I real mean, it's test, almost there. So here's the real test is next Friday under those lights at Louisville. If it looks purple, then we're not done yet. Because remember, that was the venue... I believe it was that that game. You talking about the Jameis game? Yeah, in 14, yeah, when they yeah. finally had changed the numbers, they come in when they gone from gold numbers to garnet numbers. Thank God. Yeah. 
Because I think we wore the gold numbers at Syracuse as well as our opener. Hideous. So they had fixed it by that game. But the problem with those was the numbers were right, and then the shoulder patches were purple. So you had a garnet number with a purple patch. Well, they butchered them for a good long while. But I like, if you look at them right now, that's a beautiful uniform. I think it's gorgeous. And as a one-off, I mean, I'm not saying you got to do this on the regular. I'm not saying that we should wear it every time we're on the road, although it wouldn't bother me. I, I like this helmet. I like this uniform. There'll be plenty of people who don't. And when you guys start kind of, you know, sniping at each other on the boards or on Twitter or wherever it is that you snipe on each other, Go easy. Everywhere. It's a freaking uniform, man. I care. I care. They're not forever altering the classic garnet and gold. They're not going away from forevermore. <laughs> right. Well, they're not, they're not going away forevermore from the, the specialness of uh, Florida State's color combination and uniforms. Uh, you know, routinely, Florida State is voted nationally to have a top five uniform. I would agree with that sentiment. I, I think they have uh, the best or right up there with the best uniform in, in all the land. But this is a nice little addition, a nice little, hey, how about a little pick-me-up, everybody? Here's a little pick-me-up. That'll make you feel better for today, just today. Tomorrow we'll go back to the way things were. Here's a little pick-me-up. I like it. It's like a good cup of coffee. Yeah, Only I like them. I do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's good. Chef Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply tv straight from the fire and Libations Friday rolls on. Great to be with you. Thanks for being with us. Lee Sterling with us momentarily. Before we get to him, a reminder that if you can hear this right now and you or someone that you know is active military, perhaps a veteran, a police officer, a firefighter, a nurse, or a teacher, listen up. Good news for you. Provided by my friend Shannon with Legendary Home Loans. Is they have a hometown hero program designed to make a difference to those who make a difference in their communities when it's time to buy a new home. He's going to waive all lender fees for all hometown heroes. That's over $1,600 in savings right out the gate. And if you decide to use their preferred title company for the closing, you save another $600. So now we're up over $2,200 in discounts right off the top. That's a good thing. And uh, look, it's important. You know, we're all trying to save some money around here. Everybody is wherever you can. So if you or someone you know is active military, a veteran, police officer, firefighter, nurse, or school teacher, uh, and you're looking to buy a new home, choose Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans and ask about their Hometown Heroes program. All you got to do is call 844-FSU-LOAN. That is 844-FSU-LOAN. Or just visit FSUHomeLoans.com. That's uh, FSUHomeLoans.com. Hey, Tom, do you ever watch? Uh, I plowed through these. I, you, you, you're not going to be shocked. 
to find this out. Uh, but on Netflix, they have the the uh, series "I Am a Killer." Oh, oh yeah. That's, um, they just released their third. Did you get targeted ads for that? I'm sure on your Instagram and Twitter and it's everywhere. Incredible. Yeah, it's the third season that they just had. Real life killers being interviewed in prison. Mm. Uh, who own the, up to their crimes, but there's there's a twist usually. There's a little something there that you're like, oh, oh. I thought I did it, but I never did. No, no, they all did it. They're all guilty. Okay. Nobody denies doing it. It's not an American psycho. No, well, no, What no. really happened? It's a straight-down interview okay. where they're just sitting there talking, well, then I shot him in the face. And you're like, okay, okay, he shot him in the face. How did you come away from American psycho? It was all in his head, or do you think that the, uh, the director's just having fun with you? I think the director's having fun with you. Okay. You think it's all in his head? I, it is nebulous interesting uh no that said uh i think that um watching watching this is just a, it's a good watch it's a, just a suggestion for anybody who's into that sort of thing because it's nuanced it's not so it's not like the emphasis isn't on necessarily the crime but rather what led up to the crime the justice system and then both the victim's family as well as the perpetrator's family. So you see all sides of that situation, and sometimes you're kind of left undecided. Most of these guys are doing life in prison and or are on death row. And so you're watching it, and you're like, hmm, okay, obviously bad guy. That's terrible. Crime, got to be punished. There's never any – most of the time, there's not wiggle room. You're not, right. you're not like, Sounds oh, they like a, sh- shouldn't be in there. It's, a real-life dead man walking. It's, it's, I'm not sure how to feel about Matthew Ponsolet. It's fascinating. It's fascinating because they do a good job of setting it up. Like you see the crime and you're like, well, screw this guy. Yeah. This guy's got to go. And we circle back. Like, well, how did we get here? What happened on that fateful day that led us to this situation? And then you get into a lot of other facts. It's fascinating. Just a weekend suggestion. A little light viewing. <laughs> and I'm addicted to it. I've plowed through. I saw the first two seasons and then anyhow. The third season is out now. People are always asking me on here, music, movies, things I'm watching, documentaries, whatever it might be. Well, that's, I'm watching I Am a Killer. That's what I'm watching. And soon I'll be talking to Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports to get uh, to get some wagers in here. And this is a, this is a, a big week for all of us. Um, I always like the second week more than I like the first week. Now, the first week as a fan – I'm more excited because it's the return of the sport we're all so passionate about. And you know that from that point forward, it's going to be in your life for several months. And you can rest easy that your off-season nightmare is over and football is back. But in terms of educating yourself about a team or teams or players or weaknesses and strengths, you know, week two is a little bit easier to navigate. And as a bettor... I rather enjoy week two because you get all the overreactions and you can take advantage of that and all of that's there. Let's talk about it right now with our friend Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. Lee, how are you, brother? Um, I was good up until Saturday. <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, we were, I was sitting like 17-5. and five. I'm rolling along and then had a 2-5 and five Saturday. Mm. Had some misreads, uh, lost a close, couple close games, and... You know, when and, things aren't going well, you're going to have those things happen. But uh feel pretty good. I uh, think I might have learned my lesson, especially about, I mean, your Seminoles. I did not play the game, but let me tell you something. Uh, they were much better coached than last year. Oh, yeah. Is that one of the, the biggest things that you saw? Well, they've got better players to work with, too. You know, he's been right. steady trying to infuse more talent and more depth. And I think you're seeing now some of that play out. They have more options, Lee. Last year, they didn't have a drop-back passing game whatsoever. 
Right. And now they, they've got that. Now. I mean, but I just saw players. You know what? They were in the right position. Mm-hmm. Uh, they mm-hmm. knew what to do. Right. Um, I mean, outside. I mean, what did LSU do? Their quarterback scrambled. That's, uh, he ran around. Yeah. That's yeah, all. He just ran around. That's all he did. I mean. Yeah. Um, no, it's it's so. it's exciting for all of us because Lee, we've been going to these practices. We went to every practice, and yeah. I've been trying to tell my listeners, and we all have, you know, hey, they're getting better. They're getting better. I'm not telling you they're a juggernaut, but they're a lot better. Right. But then you right. you don't know until you get into a game. You you need context. Yeah. You need to see them against yeah. real athletes, and LSU has athletes. Yeah. So that was that was yeah. good to see. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and conversely, LSU look like Florida State. Yeah, a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, that's so, what happens when you come over into a toxic situation. And you got to flip a locker room. I mean, Kelly's got a lot of work yeah. to do. You know, well, yeah, and then and then look at um, you know, let's look at all three schools quickly. Yeah, I mean, things are on the positive. All three schools. I mean, we might finally be able to to close the door to pretty much everyone except for you know the teams like Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia. If that happens, all three schools can be really good again. Well, we both remember, Lee, and a lot of my listeners certainly remember a time where this state not only was great, but pretty much ruled college football. And in addition to that, the matchups between Florida State, Miami, and Florida State, Florida, and Florida every now and again against Miami, but any of those three teams, those were wars all the time because the Mm -hmm. recruits stayed in the state. Which is yeah, what you're talking yeah. about, yeah, I know. But we haven't. None of us have been good enough in a long time to be, keep that from happening. So yeah. let's see. Florida dodges a bullet there down there on the two. They're favored this week against Kentucky by four and a half. I think it's a good game. Give us your pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know if Chris Rodriguez plays in this game, they would have had a better chance because they got to run the ball. They they, they got to control the ball. You got to keep Anthony Richardson off the field as much as possible. But they only ran. 50 yards last week against Miami of Ohio, Ohio here. And um, I'm, I'm watching uh, this Kentucky offense, and except for a couple big plays from Levis to, to Virginia Tech transfer wide receiver, Tavion Robinson, they just don't have much. So um, they're going to have to do it with special teams and defense, and it's going to be tough against Anthony Rich. I'm excited to see how teams are going to play him. Whether they go with a spy, do you rush three more often? Uh, do you maybe rush five or six and make him release the ball and move your coverage up uh, a lot? Which we used to see someone like uh, like BYU used to do mm-hmm. that back in the day. Um, so that's going to be fun to watch. But uh, the swamp with Anthony Richardson is going to be a tough place to win in 2022 for visitors. I'm going to keep riding Florida. That atmosphere was incredible, 27-20. Alabama will be more than a 20-and-a-half-point favorite in most of the games that they play this year. Uh, so if yep. you if you love Bama, and there's a lot to love, then you're going to want to play the minus 20-and-a-half against Texas. Is Texas better? Are they at a place where they can get into a shootout and cover that number? I, I, you know what? I, I don't think they can afford to get into a shootout. I mean – they got to play solid defense, in my opinion, to have a chance to stay in this game. And I looked at all seven of their starters that came back from last year. I don't think they have many difference playmakers here. And I'm not just talking about guys that sack the quarterback. I'm talking about guys when it's third and two, do they have a defensive lineman who can stuff the run? Uh, do they have a linebacker third and five when he's covering uh, a running back out of the backfield? Can he make 
a stop before the sticks. And I just don't see many of those guys here. Uh, I don't know if maybe one or two guys from Texas's defense would start on Alabama. And then Texas, when they want to score, Quinn Ewers, he was sacked three times last week against Louisiana Monroe. How bad is Monroe? I haven't uh, power rated as the second worst team in the country behind Hawaii. In fact, their only favorite, Louisiana Monroe, is this week by four points against Nichols. So they got some real problems here. I think Texas is at least two years away. I know you hear them every year. They got these, all these great recruits, but um, I just think they're evaluating some kids wrong and not coaching them up enough. And also, Alabama lost to A&M on the road. I think their battle cry every time they get on that plane to travel is, uh, we are not going to lose again on the road. They're going to want to send a message here to Texas uh, that uh, if when you come to the SEC, this is what, what it's going to look like in a couple years. I'm going to say, roll tide, 48-21. Yeah, I too took the tide to cover there. This game last year, Tennessee lost at home to Pitt. It was a wild game. They're given uh, six and a half here. I, I thought Pitt's defense would look better than they did in week one, but I also thought they controlled a lot of the action against West Virginia and tried to find a way to lose. It's a weird game. They did win. Your thoughts on that matchup, Tennessee minus six and a half in Pitt? So I remember the game, I mean, like it was yesterday. So I'm thinking, you know, uh, Tennessee might win this game, but they just kept turning the ball over. Minus three in turnover ratio. It was Josh Heupel's second game. That's it. Mm-hmm. The head coach. For Tennessee, who was the quarterback until mid-second quarter or late-second quarter? Joe Milt, never to be heard from again. So, yeah. Hendon Hooker took the reins and just ran with it. He looks like he's in mid-season form. And who was the quarterback for Pitt? Uh, Kenny Pickett, that game. And he was flawless, put up 41 points in that game. Now, Kenneth Slovis, I don't think the guy's anything special at all. And they had come off playing a West Virginia team. Now, what do they do? West Virginia... They wait until the last second or two to snap the ball. Bottom five as far as tempo, yeah. plays off. Yeah. And Tennessee, they play at warp speed here. I think Tennessee boat races pit 41-28. Mm, 41-28. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The Dolphins have expectations. I think people are excited to see the Dolphins play this year. Not like Super Bowl aspirations, but people believe Miami's going to take a step forward. Well, they get to face the Patriots who are on their own uh, planet right now with what they're doing with play calling and everything else, and the only way they get away with it is because it's Bill Belichick. They look like a train wreck to me. The Dolphins are giving points against the Patriots. Who you like? So I'm watching the preseason. You don't get to see many first team snaps in the preseason, but they had seven series with the first team, and they had four three and outs, and one of those other series was a, a, a turnover. And I'm saying, this just looks bad. And I have two friends who work in the press that cover the Raiders uh, on a consistent basis. They went to the two practices when New England played the Raiders. And both of them, the first thing they said, I get on the phone with them, they're like, oh, my God, New England's terrible. And we're hearing reports it's just not going well. Josh McDaniel stepped down, left as the coordinator. Who do they bring in? Matt Patricia? This guy was a defensive coordinator and a failed head coach. Joe Judge? Special teams guy, failed head coach. These are the two guys you're entrusting to run this offense, and they still don't have receivers. I think Miami made some great acquisitions, bringing in Hill receiver, Chase Edmonds, Raheem Mostert, a running back, uh, two strong 
offensive linemen that aren't going to make mistakes here. And the Patriots never do well in Miami. Even when they win, they have trouble covering. The Dolphins have covered eight of the last ten times when hosting the Patriots. I like the Dolphins 30-20. to 20. I think the Patriots are going to stink, too. I, I, we're so conditioned to believe they'll be good because of Belichick and Brady, but I, I don't I don't see it. Um, all right, the Cowboys have never beaten the aforementioned Tom Brady. They'll get their shot against the Bucks, who a lot of people, and myself included as a Bucks fan, kind of have a raised eyebrow towards. Uh, I'm uncertain with this offensive line. Tom had a unique offseason, to say the least. Bucks give it a point and a half. There's a lot of talent there. I don't know how good the Bucks are going to be this year. I think they're a bit of a mystery. Talk to me. Yeah, as, as as many holes as Dallas has, obviously at left tackle without Smith, and a wide receiver for at least the first couple of weeks, I think Tampa Bay has more question marks. I mean, I can't remember a team that lost three offensive linemen and then all of a sudden goes or wins the Super Bowl. So I think it's a real problem here, and I think Dallas, no, there's no high expectations. I think they get the job done, win 28-24. I like it. 28-24, your game of the week. Saints minus 5.5 against the Falcons. And uh, how can folks get the game, Lee? Yeah, just um, just go to ParamountSports.com. Um, got a lot going on. Three weeks, 297. Or you can get uh, get this. How about uh, the UFC? Have a big yeah, game yeah. play there. So everything's up and available right now. ParamountSports.com. Be good, brother. Enjoy the football. I'll talk to you uh, next week. Sounds good. All right, it's Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports. I don't know if his, if his phone was going in and out there at the end. Yeah, well, I don't know. It sounded like maybe he had uh, another market to go hit or something. Yeah. Because when he said, how about this, I was like, come on, Lee, lay it yeah, on. Yeah, give us the... It was the spiel. Well, we get November in November. That's right. Do we get October? What do we get? It's not October. It's October. So we don't really he get abandoned any- the great pumpkin shootout, but usually he uses the baker's dozen pretty early in the season. So I didn't know if it was that. I missed the, uh, yeah, the baker's dozen is a good one, but the maybe he had a week one showstopper forty unit play. The I mean pumpkin, something, the, yeah. The great pumpkin shootout. He has yet to bring it back. He only used it one time. Broke your heart when he didn't <laughs> use year. it. Yeah, it's been about, about six two, seven years. Oh really? I oh, thought God. it was two or three. No, it's been a lot of years. Tom's hurting over here, guys. Only Brad Johnson has hurt me more. I got to reach out to my boy Brad. I should reach out to Brad. He'd come on. I, you know, I it, Brad's a great guy. Maybe I can even coax an apology from him to you. Well, I mean, <laughs> only if he means it. Uh, it's the Jeff Cameron Show, ninety three three Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV, and we're frozen. And we're frozen <laughs> on a day where you're solo. Picked a heck of a day. It we, should be Buffalo Tom playing in your ears right now, but uh, yeah, good band. Not to be confused with uh, Tom Ward. Right? No, good band, great band. So I guess no music there. We'll what try again next. What is going segment. on, people? Thank you so much, Z Chan. Good lord! And it's for a request. He's just requesting something. He wants a comprehensive list of the weekly live events on War Chant TV posted to the forum every Monday. Woo! Pretty please. Good lord. Uh, now we're just cranking. Uh, wait, where? Well, he gets all kinds of stuff for a hundred bones. Oh, you get all just, weird. You get weird everything sounds. you want. Yeah. What sound do you want? Thank you as well, Eric. I'll circle back and answer Z Chan's question in a second. Eric is uh, participating in the libations Friday. Likes the white on white uniforms. Think they're going to look sweet. You're correct, Eric. They will. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, and no, Jalen Ramsey and the Rams did not good look good last night. That is that's that's correct. They they did not. We had another contribution way back when, uh, saying why doesn't Jalen Ramsey acknowledge Florida State? He does, just not during his player introduction. He tweeted about he live tweeted during the game. What? He live tweeted during during our win over LSU. Oh, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant during last night's no. game while he was being torched. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, just fire emojis. Well, I was like, what are we what are we doing out here, Jalen? Fire exactly dead. a great game. Yeah, just the skull and crossbones <laughs> yeah. six times. Yeah, no, he was live tweeting saying, "Woo, go Knowles." Yeah, you know what I think is interesting. This is a phenomenon that's not unique to Florida State. I want to I want to note this. A lot of fan bases, and I understand it, when they watch their favorite player or a player from their respective school on a Sunday night introduction or a Monday night introduction or whatever it might be, right, for, for football, if the player does not expressly state that they played at that school, people immediately think that there is uh, some sort of acrimony between the player and the institution. Now, when a guy goes out of his way to not only never mention Florida State, let's say, and I'm not saying Ramsey does this, but when a player never mentions the school ever and then goes out of his way to talk about a junior college they once attended for a year, right. or perhaps their high school, I can see where you'd be like, now what gives, man? Well, that, What gives? Dalvin does that, too, with he talks about his high school or his junior high, but then he reps Florida State stuff. And he, he does. Tweets, so, he you know, does. It's yeah. just RPT is his dad's training thing. He's trying to give his dad a free plug. So that that's why he says RPT. Yeah, well, I didn't see the introduction last night, so I didn't know he what he says said. RPT. Yeah, he typically does. Ramsey uh, performs training. Yes. There you go, another he, plug he, for you. He and his brother both went there, and his dad coaches it. But he was, I mean, he was featured on FSU's uh, football Twitter yesterday. I got no beef with his so, passion for Florida State. It's just, but the thing is, people do get very, very touchy. It Because, look, man, college football is tribalism at its best. I mean... People get very, very angry about these things, and they all belong to a group. We all belong to anyway. Hey, what are you? What are you doing? You're part of our group. What? Is, can't be out here willy nilly repping other groups. That's not what you do. This is our tribe. You get mad, and um, sometimes it's warranted. There have been players who've gone out of their way to be a holes, and I'm like, all right then. Uh, there, there's one that's very, very famous that. Has very little to do with FSU. One might say even sabotages on occasion. Sure. FSU. It's not a one to one ratio between those two defenses. No, you backs. don't think? <laughs> yeah. And also, Derwin James, because uh, Jalen uh, tagged Derwin on Sunday about the win. There is nobody who champions Florida State more than Derwin James. My man. Jermaine Rips. Johnson is in the running, but Derwin has been nonstop, even through the doldrums of the last five years. Yeah, yeah. So, anyhow, that does that happens all the time. What are you going to do? Bonus points to Eric for saying he's going to be at CP for the NFL games on Sunday, Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. And then Z Chan, yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll set one up. Uh Well, and sometimes we'll fix it. I mean, it's been well, it's been weird. We've got a Sunday and a bye week and then a Friday. I just look forward to when we get into Saturdays and you say, "All right, every Saturday here's the rundown." I also make mention that some things are impromptu. If we like today when we found out FSU was going to make the announcement, uh then that we, we didn't know that was coming down the pike until right. the day of. Um, so when that happened, I'm like, all right, well, what are you going to do? You know, we, had, we jumped on board and got after it and had a lot of fun with it. NFL game – well, listen, there this weekend is sneaky good, uh, especially because we're all, as Knowles, speaking of tribalism, taking the weekend off, baby. We got nothing. We got nothing but an opportunity to be fans. 
to watch Kentucky and Florida and Oklahoma State and Arizona State and to watch USC and Stanford. Maybe this guy's watching Tulsa giving the six to Northern Illinois. That just could be me. I don't know. How about a little Saturday, 4 o'clock Eastern time, Iowa, Iowa State. If you don't like points, that game's for you. I mean, you're all set. <laughs> there it is. Did I hear you casually drop in a, uh, a Tulsa again? I'll drop in a nooner on Saturday. Army UTSA, they kick it off at noon. This guy's locked in to a little Army UTSA. That's a reminder of your slate on Thursday. The menu. Mm-hmm. Because both of those games, I believe you did post both of them. Let's, yeah, did. you did. Yeah. You did. Did you also note that Alabama and Texas is at noon? Yeah, yeah. That's kind of odd to me that that's a noon game. but no, right. It is a sleepy nooner. Let's, that's what that's let's get be. it on. Um, yeah, the Longhorns obviously have much higher expectations this year. And... You know, we'll see. I mean, Quinn Ewers, along with uh, Bijan Robinson. I love Bijan Robinson. I don't think he's going to have any running room in this game. And if you can't run, then Quinn is going to have a long damn day. The emotions of it, though, for the first quarter. I mean, you could see that Texas be, up 10 yeah, 7 or yeah, 7 3 yeah. or something like that. And the then break. the wear and tear of greatness. Yeah. The Bama table takes hold somewhere mid-second quarter, and little, we're done talking here. Well, you need some fumble luck in this game. Because they then don't. that could get you to halftime. Well, I don't need him to get to halftime. I need him to be down <laughs> 70 to <laughs> nothing in the second quarter. You don't have Alabama first half. Are you Are you doing that again this year? I will always bet Alabama first half until Nick Saban's dead. Okay. Now I bet that's Al- news. Alabama just clubs people. It is criminal what they do to people. It is Now, you're going to lose occasionally. But if you take Bama first half in every game, well, listen, just monitor the numbers. Because what ends up happening is Vegas three years ago when we won every single game we bet on Alabama in the first half. There's a local bartender here yes. who now works at a different place, but he's corner pocket. He said, thanks for the tip on Bama first half. That year, they won every one until I think the last week. Yeah. So they yeah, won. Iron Bowl. Yeah, that yeah, was it. They won every single first half. And... It be I, I figured it out in week three. I was like, "Oh, this is, like, this is impenetrable. They're going to cover the first half of every because Nick's whole thing is he wants to get everybody out of the game, so they they're, they're going to beat people's ass, just club you, step on your neck, and then bring in the second string. Well, the problem is the second string's really good too, so they're likely to get the cover. But you can get backdoored with that second and third string in there. But that first half is all starters, and it's a whole bunch of whooping about the head and neck. It's just. Ugly. Was that punch, slap, punch? Yeah, was it that? was just whatever we want to do. That's oh, how they treat people. Backhand oh, slappy. there's backhand in there. There's open hand in there. There's a lot of disrespect. That feels like what would happen to Tom, the cat, when the dog would come around. I forget the dog's name. Yeah. The dog. Yeah, yeah. Also, uh, Foghorn Leghorn would do that, too. Oh, the best. Yeah. <laughs> this big, strong country I hands. Say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or he'd get a board and whoop his ass. Yeah, yeah. No, that was. <laughs> That's what Bama does to people. So I just I bet it all the time. Bama is Foghorn Leghorn. You know, the accent's not perfect, but it's close I'm, enough. I'm tired of it, though. I'm. I mean, it's just so brutal to watch what they do to real programs. Like I, I, I listen. As far as we've come. As far as Florida State has come, I mean, if Bama was given 24 in the first half against Florida State, would you give it? 
if Bama was giving 24 in the first half against Florida State. The, the, these two teams as they are currently comprised. Actually, no, I wouldn't. And I'm proud to say that because what I saw to this defensive line, assuming Fabian's playing, Fabian's got to be well, on the field. Well, of course, yes. I think they can hold it within 24 and a half because Florida State has shown already through one game against Power 5 competition that we can play ball control, right? That matters. Every first down is a key to getting to halftime down 24 points or fewer, 23 and a half or fewer. So if we're going to play... We're not going to play Alabama with tempo. We're not going to bang oh, our no, head against no, the wall no. like we're Chip Kelly. But that's the point. Down. That's a multiplier that makes the, the cover of 24 a greater likelihood. So Mike understands that I need to hold the football. I like that in a minus 24 and one-half situation. In so, one-half? Yeah. The game, that 24 is easily covered by Bama. Were you saying the game or the well, first no, half? No, I'm just saying the first okay. half, you're right. I uh, I feel good about but that. The, but the game, I'm giving the 24. 24, probably. E so. oh, come on. Yeah. Trying to block them for four quarters? I, I understand. No. I, they're better than we are. But they're not 24 points better in a half. I, well, the fact that we're... That's progress, baby. The fact that we're unsure. <laughs> I feel pretty good about the that. The fact that we're a little unsure. Let's play it. Let's pick some uh, NFL games. I got to get out to a good start. Hold up my championship trophy as my mom joins us next on the Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio War Chant TV.